Hello, everybody. Welcome to Late Night Football. Welcome to our match reaction show. It's finished. Manchester City won. Arsenal nil. Manchester City go into the fifth round of the FA Cup. Arsenal go out. Um, my prediction, the score wasn't right, but the goal difference was right. It was a one-goal tight win. And uh, the right team that I picked won in the end, which was Manchester City. So, it is, I mean, like I said, it all comes down to squad depth, doesn't it? Because City can afford to play, uh, you know, can afford to only make two changes because they know they've got uh, they've got the squad to cope with all the fixtures. They've got Arsenal to make six changes because they know they don't have the squad. And and um, there were a few tactical changes in the second half, which I think skewed the game a little bit in the favor, in the favor of City. Again, we come back to that point about squad depth. But I did feel that with the, with the changes that Arsenal made at the start of the game, I think Arteta was like, if I win, I win. If I lose, I lose. I don't mind that. And I think that that is what it is. He will come out and say otherwise and he will say, no, I wanted to win this game. And of course, he's rightfully to say that. But I, I do feel that in a sense, he was this game was a, a sort of, for him, it was a sort of free hit. Like, you know, if we win, we win. But the real point is not to have your key players get injured and make sure that those who have not gotten as much game time get some game time and rest players that need a rest. So, so that, that would seem like, because if you drop, Saliba, you drop Odegaard, you drop Martinelli. You're pretty much telling the opposition that um, I'm not here to win. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not aiming to win the game. That that's not my aim as such. Like it's, it's it is not a must-win game for me. That's what I thought. Um, on the other hand, Pep, I think he wanted to. I think you could see on the selections he wanted to win this game. He really, really wanted the fact that he picks Haaland, he picks De Bruyne. As fact, the City don't have a game for for a while anyway. They're not playing midweek games anyway, so they didn't have to rest players as much. But the fact is, it didn't matter. Like he was like, yeah, I want to win this game because he started. Mahrez as well, Grealish as well. So very strong line at the City pick, but it's good to see. But I think the problem for City is the fact that they only scored one goal, uh, one goal against a much changed Arsenal side. And that fact, the first half, I would say Arsenal were the better side. I think Arsenal were the better side the first half. Yes, there was a De Bruyne shot that curled in. I thought it had gone in. Uh, actually, I thought once it passed uh, Turner, I thought it was it was a goal, but it actually just went past. But beyond that, I don't think Arsenal City created a lot of chances. Arsenal the cross side at the shot. Um, Tomiyasu had a shot. There was another one. Is so I forgetting who it was? I think Anketi. Anketi had one that went off target as well. So there were chances for Arsenal. Half chances. I'm not saying that they they were you know great chances where you you you're just wondering how they didn't score. Um, or that you know that Arsenal were all, all over Manchester City. I don't think any, I don't think at any point of the game City looked like they were over Arsenal and, and or Arsenal looked like they were all over City. But those were chances that perhaps now they might have been lucky and might have one of them might have gone in. But they were the better team in the first half. And he comes the second half and he made one critical change, which was he took out Thomas Partey. He took out Thomas Partey and, and of course he was trying to rest him because Thomas Partey is probably the most important Arsenal player at the moment alongside Odegaard. Um, and he took him off and he brought in Sambi Lukunga and that immediately handed the initiative to City. Again, a sign of Ateta saying, I don't mind losing this game, but I need to make sure my best players don't get injured. So he brings on Sambi Lukunga and suddenly City start to get in the game. They looked a little bit more, um, you know, they looked more in control. They looked like they had the measure of... of, of uh, of uh, of Arsenal and slowly they started working their way into the game and then that goal comes in and I've said this so many times I'll keep saying this every time I see Julian Alvarez playing well for Manchester City or doing something important for Manchester City my heart a, a part of my of me dies a part of my heart breaks because ah you know he's such a great he's such a good player I mean if he was anywhere else he would probably be touted as one of the best young prospects in world football but Manchester City is just another squad player in a in, in a talented squad player mind you. I mean, a squad that is full of talented players. And that, that's just, that's the sad part, isn't it? When you see Julian Alvarez, what, what a player he is. That shot should have been a goal. It's 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 unlucky that he hits the post. But what a shot that was. Where he hits the post. Then Jack Willis does really well because what he's doing is he's holding up the play. He's, he knows 
um, you know, Tomiyasu is not going to make a challenge in there. So just holding and waiting for support. And then he sees a second player arriving and he goes, all right, now this is my moment. And he puts, puts a, cuts a nice, nice little pass between the two Arsenal players. It's poor defending, actually. But then Tomiyasu has got to make a decision. Either you make a tackle or either you show him down the line. But just holding him in that position where he did, I, I think that was that was a mistake. And, um, you know, they just allowed Jack Village to wait for whatever and, and see and assess his options, which you don't really want to do. Um, and when he plays that second, uh, that, that ball through to Ake, Ake, I mean, it's a fantastic run. But the, the run is fantastic because most defenders probably wouldn't make think of making that run. But he makes that run and Kirish finds him. And that finish, though, that finish is absolutely beautiful. It's on his weaker foot as well. He hits his right foot. It is such an angled, precise finish. I think there's an element of luck there as well because I, because sometimes those kind of shots don't always go in. Um, you know, so there's an element of luck of how precise it was, but it was a very good finish. Then nothing that was a brilliant finish. You make your own luck as they say when he made that. It was a brilliant, brilliant finish. And uh, you know, it's just one nil. I don't think Arsenal ever looked like they were going to make it one one. There were a couple of chances for Martinelli, a couple of good runs from him. But again, the, the conviction was lacking. I think Arsenal perhaps had, again and again, maybe it comes to the manager as well. I think Arsenal Arteta probably came into this game thinking I may not win it. Um, you know, I'm gonna give it a go. But uh, we're not trying to win the game. But I, I don't know what it was. But Arsenal lacked conviction. When they went 1-0 down, you didn't really think that they were going to come back and they were going to win the game. So, or not even win to draw the game, rather. I don't think anybody was expecting to win it from 1-0. But even drawing the game, it seemed a bit beyond them. I, I don't know what it was. But, uh, I, I mean, it's it's the result. It's not going to be too displeasing to Arteta. I think Arteta will be happy with the fact that it's 1-0. Um, particularly playing with the chain side. I think he'll be like, okay, that's fine. You know, we, we gave a good account ourselves. Our best players arrested. They didn't, you know, and that's the key point. Our best players arrested. None of them got injured. None of them got overexerted. And we've kind of, you know, given a good account of ourselves. And we made sure to let's you know that we are not inferior to them. And I think those are good positives to take. Um, the negatives, of course, is the fact that uh, I think it, it just this game underlines the importance of Thomas Partey. They have no replacement for Thomas Partey. Sambi Lokonga can't do that job. I think that's quite. Or at least there's a drop off between Partey and Lokonga. There's a big drop off. So they need to make sure that Partey stays fit for as long as they can. And, and you know, if he sees out the season, that's, that's going to be something. But they, they, that's that's one thing. And I think the other other positive, I think they'll take is Leandro Trossard. Trossard had a very good first half. He faded a bit in the second. Trossard had a really good first half. He was running. He was direct. He was the, the chances that he created, not just for himself, but even for the for his teammates. You know, Tomi, Tomiyasu chance was through him. There's also another cross after that that probably could have been made more of. So I think they'll be happy with those couple of positives. Um, for Manchester City's point of view, I mean there are negatives as well for for, for Arsenal. And, I'm, you know, I mean obviously the Sami Lokonga I think is, is an issue. The squad depth, as I've said, is 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 a, is, a, is an issue as well. Um, but but there's not you you're trying to nitpick if you're trying to pick out too many negatives from either team. I think for Manchester City the positive will be that they were a little bit under pressure. Maybe I mean this was a in in many ways for Pep Guardiola this was a must win game because you can imagine the headlines if Arsenal make six changes and then they end up winning the game against the City side that hasn't made a lot of changes. So for him it was a lot it was under extreme pressure. And his team still responded to that. Stones' injury will be a negative as well. But then they brought Laporte, and I think he looked good um, as well. So, so that's 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 something that again that they can take. And Nathan Ake for me, I think Nathan Ake is probably quietly, quietly becoming a very very critical player for for for, for Pep Guardiola. That's what I feel because Cancelo, you know, when they need somebody to play at centre back, they bring in Ake. Cancelo's out of form; they need a left back. But it's Nathan Ake, so he's quietly, you know, building himself into a sort of a. Uh, you know, a jack of not a jack of all trades necessarily, but he's building himself into a versatile, important player for Pep Guardiola, and I and I like to see that. And and, and you know, again, there's things that you can point out, and the fact that you know Pep Guardiola's tactics were at, at times a little little bit uh, out there. I mean, there was you know I, you know the the Rico Lewis from time to time was going from right back to central midfield. I actually thought he changed it from a four three three. He went to a three five two. 
and then he later switched to a 4-4-2 when he brought uh, Julian Alvarez on. So if he had lost that game, you could probably have said again that this is Pep Guardiola overthinking this. You could have probably said that. I did feel that Rico Lewis was not benefiting. I think Rico Lewis had a real problem today because he, I think at times he was kind of confused whether should I play? Am I a right back? Am I a midfielder? He was kind of all over the place and, and that allowed Trossard to have some really good uh, you know, running opportunities at him. Um, but um, you can't really blame the kid. I mean, you know, he's, he's just trying to follow instructions and sometimes it can be difficult. But I did feel that Pep was kind of getting a bit frustrated with the stalemate in the first half and he tried to change things in, in a manner that only he can. And that's something that he probably has got to rein for himself as well and figure out how he's going to get through that. But then the other part that I think that has to be, that has to mention is Erling Haaland. For me, he's a fantastic goal scorer and he'll be a fantastic goal scorer throughout his career. But as a, I just have to ask, this question has to be asked can he be a great center forward? Can he be a great, uh, you know, someone who can actually do more than just score goals? And I think that's that's an area of his game that's a big weakness because if Holland is not scoring goals, he's not doing much else. Um, and, and that's that's a big problem today as well. I think the thing that I noticed today is the fact that um, if you don't, if you stop him from service, if you stop him from running onto the balls, if you run him from, you know, having, you know, running at defenders, if you stop all of that, what does he offer? Because his hold-up play was not that great, to be honest. And I think at times his, his link-up play it does leave a little bit to be desired. He's not always the best in that. So so this all-round game is is lacking as a striker. And I don't mean for him to become a false nine or to become some kind of you know pressing monster. Those are not the things I'm talking about. I'm saying even just as a general centre forward, his play is a little bit lacking. It when it it may never be a factor. And you know because he scores a lot of goals and he's going to score a lot of goals throughout his career. So it may never be a factor. But that is one area of his game that he may want to think about improving, perhaps to, to be a little bit more of an his all-round play. Just doing that, I think that's something to think about. But I mean, again, like I said, to pick out negatives from a game like this, it's very nitpicky because I think it's a very tactical game, and and it was boring for me. It was boring. It lacked excitement. It lacked entertainment because I, you know, you you expect the game of this magnitude to be a little bit more chaotic, especially with what we saw against Arsenal against Manchester United. That was chaotic. This one was a little bit more restrained, more controlled. And some people like that. I, I I do occasionally enjoy games like that as well, where it's like an intriguing tactical battle. But I think today both teams kind of try to play it a bit too safe, I feel. And maybe maybe we'll see better in the league games to come. Anyway, let me know what you think about the game. What do you think about the result? Do you think it's a good result for, for Arsenal in, in the context of their season? Do you think it's a great result for City in the context of the season? Let me know your thoughts. I was happy to hear that, of course. Do smash a like if you enjoyed this video. And do subscribe to our channel on YouTube. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram. We appreciate your support. We'll see you again very, very soon. We've got lots of games coming up tomorrow as well. So we'll be here with match reactions. So do subscribe so you get notified as soon as they drop. Thank you so much for watching. Take care. Bye-bye.